Legalism prevents our growth in godliness. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Monday morning, my friends. I hope you had a good weekend and that you are ready and raring for a new week. And mostly I hope that you have eyes to see what the Lord is doing in your life this week and the opportunities that he's presenting you to uh, witness to the gospel. Um, Today we are starting a new chapter. We're starting in Luke chapter 14, and we're going to be in verses 1 through 6 today. Uh, In this little section, Jesus confronts the legalistic attitude of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law by bringing up two very realistic, real-life possibilities and challenging their thinking as far as what defines work on the Sabbath. Uh, Jesus confronts them with some common-sense situations that challenge their legalism and prove how their legalism is a barrier to uh, actual growth in Christ-likeness or righteousness. And so legalism is a barrier to righteousness. That's just the reality. Um, And so before we get into the Word today, let's uh, spend some time in the Father's presence. Heavenly Father, we love you today. I thank you so very much for your Word. I thank you for a new week, Lord God, and the truth of your scriptures uh, is always before us, that your mercies are new every morning, and we thank you for uh, the new mercies of a new Monday and a fresh start and a new week. And we pray, God, that you would go before us into the week and that you would lead us into every uh, every task, that you would lead us into every opportunity this week, Lord, and that in all things we might seek to make Jesus known. Lord, we ask that your spirit would come alongside of us as we study today and that you would teach and instruct us as we go along through your word and inspire us and challenge us as well, Lord. We thank you for your word and its impact on our lives and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is Luke 14 verses 1 through 6. One Sabbath when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. There in front of him was a man suffering from abnormal swelling of his body. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in the law, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him on his way. Then he asked them, If one of you has a child or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull it out? And they had nothing to say. Now, these two uh, situations were very realistic. And uh, as we have watched Jesus' ministry in the Gospel of Luke unfold, how many times have we seen Jesus in a situation where he was faced with the opportunity to heal a broken person on the Sabbath? And in this particular instance, when faced with a similar situation, uh, the onlooking Pharisees and experts in the law um, had to be waiting with bated breath to see what Jesus would do. But before he healed the man, he asked them a question, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? And they remained silent. They said nothing. And uh, sometimes the reality is 
what we don't say says as much as any of our words and sometimes more. Um, sometimes we speak more loudly by not saying a thing than by using words. And their silence was a clear indication that they, um, they did not want to commit to a verbal answer, but the reality is their silence spoke louder than words. They were saying, of course, uh, it's improper to work on the Sabbath and healing is work. And Jesus went on ahead and healed this man anyway. And then he takes it a little closer to home. He says, well, what if one of you has a child or a a beloved uh, farm animal that falls into a well on the Sabbath? Would you not immediately go and pull the child or the creature out? And they also remain silent. Now, Jesus is challenging their legalistic notions of what can be defined as work on the Sabbath and how their legalism keeps them from righteousness. Now, I mean righteousness in terms of doing what is right in God's eyes, (laughs) not what's right according to our uh, regulations and uh, religiosity, but what's truly right and good and godly. And I think we ought always be testing our own hearts as it relates to this. What is the right thing for us to do in the situations that we find ourselves in? Sometimes we're in complex ethical situations and discerning what's right or wrong is not maybe as clear as it might seem on the surface. Uh, But often we're in situations where determining the right course of action is quite simple. And we're faced with either our own legalistic uh, reasons why we wouldn't, or our own laziness and slothfulness, uh, or our lack of compassion, or our lack of kindness. And we're confronted with the reality of our hearts. And this is what this teaching reveals. The reality of these Pharisees' hearts were that they cared more about legalistic adherence to the law, in fact, to their expansions of the original teachings of the law. Um, The original teachings of the law would not have been as extreme as the regulations they applied over the years. Um, So they cared more about legalistically carrying out these regulations than doing what's right, and that speaks to the heart. And that's what this reveals, is that their hearts were corrupt. Um, obviously, ethically, the right thing to do when a child or a beloved animal has fallen into a well is to save that animal or that child's life. It makes very, it's a very easy answer to that question, but they remained quiet because their hearts were hard and they cared more about their legalism than about doing what's right. I hope, my friends, that this is a challenging and convicting passage for us and that we will look deep within uh, to discern our own inner motivations of the heart when we're faced with similar situations to help or do what's right, and that God, by way of the Holy Spirit, would always inspire us uh, with the desire to do that which is most right in the eyes of God and uh, the courage to do it. when those opportunities present themselves. All right, my friends, I hope you have a happy Monday and that you have a great day as you get uh, started into a new week and that uh, most of all, you see God's hand at work in your life today, as always. God bless. Have a great day.